Hello and welcome to the first NFL betting podcast of the 2022 season. It's been, as always, a long, tiring off-season. A good good three, good three, two months since the Super Bowl. There's been a lot going on, though, as you probably would have heard from the full 10 yards regular pods, uh, which Liam is usually a part of. He's joined us today. Uh, we are sponsored tonight, of course, by the full 10 yards draft guide, available now at full10yards.com for just £5, covering over 250 players with profits, helping to support UK-based American football projects. Uh, so something nice, and we'll be using some of those uh, little little sheets that they do, little cards, little pages for um, a little bit of uh, advice on some bets tonight. Uh, you might notice that it's me, Adam, hosting tonight. That's probably going to be the future going forward for the betting pods. Uh, Tim is taking a bit of time off. Uh, it's been a long off-season. It's been a long few years for Tim getting all this off the ground and uh, enabling us all to have a little bit of a platform. Uh, one that one of our group has done really well with, uh, Andy Moore, the Dolphins UK podcast, is now an official part of the Miami Dolphins team, which is uh, huge and obviously something that we all want to uh, strive for, really, is a bit of recognition from the officials. So it's uh, it's been great having a bit of a platform to get going and uh, have a chance to voice our opinions. Uh, I'm joined today by Jack over on the west coast of Ireland, Callum from the Lone Star State over on the other side of the pond, and Liam, who is joining us um, possibly going forward on the betting pods. I'm not sure. We should, probably should have talked about that. But um, <laughs> from the main pod, uh, from the main pod, adding a little bit of college knowledge to the group. Uh, so I'll start with Jack, the, one of the regular voices. How are you? Uh, good, yeah. Just looking forward to the NFL starting up again. I suppose the draft is kind of the first uh, the first thing of the of the year when it comes to NFL. Um, Dolphins usually are, have a high pick, but uh, no first round pick this year. So yeah, usually it's the high, it's usually it's the highlight of the of the season for us Dolphins. But um, I suppose we'll, we'll take a Tyree Kill over pick. I think it was twenty nine we had. So um, yeah, yeah, just going to look forward to it. Have a few bottles, watch it, and uh, look forward to um, watching the watching the draft. Yeah, it's a weird one for me as a Bengals fan. I'm usually it's done within the first hour, and then I can go to bed. Whereas it's going to be four or five in the morning for us over this side. So, yeah, the same as same as you. It's not a not really an event for uh, the first round this year for once. Um, Liam, you're down at the bottom of the draft as well as a Chiefs fan. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, we've got twelve picks as well, so it's going to be a pretty big night for for Chiefs fans. I'm expecting no sleep over three days, basically, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can win people some money as well. Some of these selections, we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'll be honest, I've not looked a whole lot into the, the betting side of it so far. I've been having a very lazy few weeks, and then these last two weeks when I was on holiday, I had COVID, and then I was away for a week. So <laughs> it's not been the best prep for me, but that's probably useful because, as we'll discuss in a minute, some of the odds have flipped recently over the last 24 hours. So that that's one of the things with the uh, the draft betting is it's a very volatile market. Callum, how are you? Yeah, all good. I mean, I feel feel sorry for the listeners that you've loaded this uh, podcast fifty percent with Dolphins fans who don't have a pick on night one. Uh, but to be honest, it's exciting that uh, you know we can't mess it up on night one for once. So you know, it's it's good that I can sit there and enjoy it. Um, I'm in the minority here where I get to watch it starting at seven p.m. rather than one a.m. Um, so I will be I'll be enjoying it, relaxing with a uh, with some chicken wings, starting my usual. Uh, draft week rituals by watching the draft day film tomorrow night so uh nice. you know get getting ready for that because you know as we all know Vontae Mack no matter what always and forever so uh yeah <laughs> just excited for it and uh glad that Mike McDaniel can relax on night one of his first draft with the Dolphins 
Yeah, and who knows? You might have Debo by then as well. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have never watched draft day. It's something I should probably make a, a note in my diary to do this week. The wife's working most evenings, so I've got a couple hours every evening. I think I, mean, I need to get it done. It's it's silly fun, but I would I would defy any NFL fan not to enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's yeah, it's an it's a dramatization, obviously, um, but it it always seems to manage to put a smile on my face and uh, and give you a little bit of a laugh. And obviously with, uh, you know, with Chadwick Boseman's tragic passing, it's uh, one of my favourite roles that he played uh, alongside, you know, Black Panther, obviously. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a cool thing to kind of check in on. And uh, it's not, it, you know, it's not going to win any Oscars anytime. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, for, for a sports fan, I feel like a sports film is, uh, is usually a little treat if you can find one that's worth rewatching. Yeah, ju- just take it for what it is. Is the uh, the message I'm getting there? Do, don't be uh, don't be using it for advice on what's going to happen on the actual draft night. No chance whatsoever. It's uh, you know drama. Uh, some of the most kind of maybe far fetched, but also kind of clever trades you'll ever see. But uh, it's 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 a way to. The best thing about it is that it was officially kind of licensed by the NFL, so it's got you know proper team logos, nice. proper stadium shots, and things like that, and it's. Uh, it feels like a, a, a production that had some money behind it. Nice, nice. Um, talking about money, we are um, on sort of draft betting. Uh, it's usually a time of the year I do very well, but usually I've put on a few bets by now. I have one so far. Uh, well, so two so far. One of them was Aidan Hutchinson, 8-1 to, to be first overall pick, something that we'll talk about in a minute. I was very happy with that until uh, I woke up this morning. And then all the uh, all the odds had flipped. The value's still there a little bit. Obviously, it's no use to anyone listening now, but that was uh, one that I was blowing my own horn for. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, the, the betting markets have been out very well, for quite a while this year. Um, Skybet, Paddy Power, William Hill, I assume, due to the increase in betting in the States, it's easier for them to copy now. So they've been getting them up earlier and earlier. And with the competition over there, trying to get customers, it, it's just money all around. So... You've probably been able to get a lot of value over the last few weeks. I know that um, uh, Liam at Dolphin Abroad, uh, he's been posting some bets on Twitter. I've been following those and keeping an eye on those. And he's got a decent portfolio going, and I'd imagine quite a few people do. Uh, But this week, it's draft week. Keep an eye on the news. There's going to be very quick movements over markets. It does not take a lot to move the markets on any of these. Probably us mentioning one tonight if you listen to this put that on with a couple other people that's probably going to move the line if it's a decent odds one which we do like to pick we don't like the one to four shots so a bit a bit boring so yeah just keep an eye on twitter keep an eye on the um the people who follow the team's beat writers that's the way keep an eye on the beat writers and keep an eye out on the full 10 yards college feed uh full 10 yards general feed on my feed um and there will probably be some gold at some point uh so yeah this year, you have, as I say, a ton of markets. You've got, you can pick first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth, fifth, all the way up to 10th, I believe, on Paddy Power. You can do a top five pick, top 10 pick, first round pick, uh, the first of each position to be taken, total number of a certain position, uh, draft position of certain players. And they've just recently released um, a position that a team's going to use their first pick on. Um, I've got one for that later on. Uh, so we'll start with the first overall pick, obviously, first of the night, probably half past one by the time they do it, all the uh, waffle and all the, the garbage that they come out with, even last year when everyone knew it was going to be Joe Burrow, no, sorry, not Joe Burrow, um, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor. it still took them 10, 15 minutes to, well, 
nine min nine of the ten minutes to get the pick in, even though it was all known already. I'm pretty sure the teams get told to waffle on and leave it, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. So uh, normally, top of the draft dominated by quarterbacks. There's usually one or two that are up there in the top five picks. Probably not this year. Uh, the Jaguars obviously have the first overall pick again after a dismal season. They took Trevor Lawrence last year, so they've got their pick. They've got their quarterback for the next four or five years before he turns down a contract to move somewhere good. <laughs> uh, so this year, the odds are looking like, well, yesterday it was looking like Aiden Hutchinson. He was down around one to two to go first overall pick. Well, overnight, there's been obviously a bit of chatter, a bit of movement somewhere. And Trayvon Walker is now the number one, well, the odds on favourite to be number one pick. He's around eight, eight to 13 with uh, Hutchinson flipped to about seven to four now. Uh, 11 to 8, maybe 74, something like that. Um, who do you guys think? Uh, we'll go with Jack first. Uh, I haven't a clue. I um, I have Trayvon Walker at 10 to 3. Um, I got, I know you were saying you got uh, Hutchinson at 8 to 1. I missed that, so I said there has to be some way for me to get a bit of value. So I seen him go from 4s into 10 to 3, and I think it was 2 to 1 on Paddy Power. So back to my 10 to 3. Obviously, delighted today to see these gone into age 13, but. It's such a random draft that, like, I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe an hour or two before the draft uh, started that someone like Evan Neal went into odds on. I don't think anyone really has a clue who's going to go first. Um, obviously, I'm happy that I have it at 10 to 3 and he's odds on now, but it's one of them ones, like, compared to last year where I think Lawrence is 1 to 100. As I said, it was basically a done deal before it even happened. Like, age 13 isn't even a cert by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, obviously, I'm happy that, it, that he's odds on now, but... It could be it could be anyone really anyone uh, and the top top two or three. Yeah, there's um, uh, Thibodeau. I think it is. I was uh, asking how to pronounce it earlier. I'm going to go with that. I'm sure someone will correct me if that's completely wrong. Um, there's there's him. There's Trayvon Walker. There's um, Akwanku. I think it is who um, yeah. who was a hundred to one before a mock draft uh, had him right near the top, and then that slashed his odds hugely. Um, he's an outside chance, um, but yeah. I'd, as Jack said, it seems to be a fairly random draft. Uh, Liam, any insight from you? Yeah, so I've got uh, Hutch as well. I've got him at twelve to one and ten to one. So I'm kind of hoping he yeah. is the uh, he is the pick. But uh, if you listen to reporters today, they're basically saying that the the GM wants Walker and the head coach and owner seem to want Hutchinson. So it's going to kind of, who's going to win that battle. So for me, it's one of the two. And I would just take if you want to bet it now, I just take whoever's second favorite. I think whenever the odds kind of flip back and forth, I just think the values with the second favorite. So I think you can get Hutch now at. 11 to 8, I think he is on Skybet, and uh, Paddy Power, I think, similar. Um, so, yeah, I think he is the value now, but it's for me, it's 50 50 between the two of them. I think just go with whoever's the best value at your bookie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And uh, as I said before, just keep an eye out on probably Wednesday night, Thursday night, and um, keep an eye on Twitter and see what the rumors are coming out. It, it's more than likely going to get leaked at some time, even if it's an hour before. It's a late one for us to stay up, but. If it's going to win you money, it could be worth it. Uh, Callum, any news over that side? Well, yeah, a couple of things. So I, I was just before we got on here, I was listening to John Sheeran, who's the head uh, odds maker for FanDuel Sportsbook over here in the US. He was live on, on Pat McAfee's show over here. Um, and he was saying that the reason for this uh, movement towards Trayvon Walker was that, quote unquote, respected money uh, came in overnight heavily on Trayvon Walker now. What that means, I've got absolutely no idea. Um, but clearly, people that the sports books are watching, uh, maybe for previous inside knowledge and so on and so forth, they mm. basically move the market. Um, so, I mean, 
Do they know? Do they not know? I've never really understood why there's smoke and mirrors with the number one overall pick. Nobody can jump you. You have the complete freedom. There's no need to put on a poker face. You might as well just announce it three months in advance. Obviously, you know, you maybe someone's going to offer you a King's Ransom to trade into the number one spot, maybe. But it's never really made sense to me that people want to keep the cards close to their chest about the number one overall pick. I think what Liam said is is, is definitely possible. I think they just haven't made up their mind yet. Um, there could be a split in the organization. Selfishly, I'd love them to go Evan Neal. Uh, I got Evan Neal at 8-1 to one, uh, a few months ago when it was really kind of all the talk of Hutchinson or, or Thibodeau at, at number one. And I thought, and clearly some other people thought, maybe the best thing you could possibly do is make sure that Trevor Lawrence can stay on his feet this year uh, by drafting someone to protect him. I still think that's the right decision, whether they go with Iquanu or even I've seen Charles Cross, the Mississippi State guy, uh, be mocked to the Giants at five. Maybe they randomly like him. But, I mean, if I was in that draft room, I'd be pushing for Evan Neal uh, genuinely in terms of football rather than anything to do with, uh, you know, winning myself or anybody else some money. So, I'd like to see it be Evan Neal. I think that would make sense for Jacksonville, but this is Jacksonville, and when do they ever do anything that makes sense? So, um, you know, I, I, I like Doug Peterson. I want him to have success there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think right now you have to lean as though it's going to be Walker. Um, but the boys are right. The, the value isn't really there at this this moment to back that. So if you want to take a punt on Hutchinson and maybe cover some other things you've got, that's worthwhile. Though I, you know, I know that Detroit would be ecstatic if Hutchinson was there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that there's um, it's quite a deep offensive line class this year, um, so they should be able to pick up someone at 33 that's going to offer a little bit of protection. Obviously, not top tier, um, but then last year Penny Sewell was the the number one offensive lineman, and his team still finished second worst in the, in the league. So uh, it doesn't as as a as a fan of a team um, who had a, a an injured quarterback, it obviously helps being able to protect him. Um, the Jags obviously haven't done a whole lot in free agency. I think they signed, they they paid someone, they re-signed someone on the offensive line. I don't remember them doing any big uh, big moves though. No, they got Cam Robinson, didn't they? Again on the on the franchise tag to play left yeah. tackle, so he'll start. Um, aside from that, I think they got one guard, didn't they? Um, the guy from Washington as well, but yeah, yeah. not a lot. So yeah, they they spent a huge amount of money, but not on the important spot. So yeah, they paid yeah. Chris, Christian Kirk an outrageous amount of money to be a very average receiver. So um, yeah. yeah, and piss off the rest of the league in doing it, basically. <laughs> Completely ruined the wide receiver market. Yeah. Um so yeah, frankly, we have no idea who's going to be the top two. We think it's probably going to be those two as the one and two. Um but again it could be Thibodeau, uh Thibodeau. Um or it could be um Aquano. Uh who knows? Um yeah, what we do know is that it's not projected to be a very good quarterback class. Uh, it seems like one of one of two is going to be the first one taken, probably Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Uh, they're around four to six, six to four, respectively, to be the first quarterback taken. Um, in the first round, the, the line is either two and a half or three and a half. Uh, it seems quite unlikely there's going to be four. Um, I believe there's a chance that Cincinnati or the Chiefs at the bottom of the draft trade out. Um, and someone like Desmond Ritter or Matt Carroll possibly um, get drafted in the first round. But I don't think there's going to be two moves there. And the Lions have a late pick in the first as well. It just gives everyone a chance to take that fifth-year option in a few years down the line. Um, yeah, for me... Um... I think he's gone. Oh, no. 
He's gone. This is hot. This is hot. Live TV, honestly. Um, <laughs> he's oh, back again. Was he back? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It's this blooming room. Has no, no there internet. Keeps cutting go. off. I'll have to, um, I'll have to transfer to my phone. Um, yeah. Uh, what did we get of that? <laughs> Not a whole lot. <laughs> no, just I think I think you were about to kind of give your. Uh, insight on on where you can see some of the uh the top quarterbacks going and it just kind of cut out yeah i, I from what i've read the little that i've read this week uh malik willis seems like he'll be the first one taken um but the odds aren't great four to six on him uh, i know that a couple of the guys here have had uh are looking at punts on desmond ridder from the cincinnati bearcats i watched a fair bit of him over the last few years um and he looks he looks good enough um over at skybet you can get over three and a half quarterbacks at 13 to eight uh, two and a half is the line most other places. It's horrible. It's seven to 20 for over two and a half. Uh, if you want the under, obviously you can get plus money. It's around two to one. Um, but I do believe that there probably will be one taken late in the first round uh, with the Lions at 32 as well. Uh, they need a quarterback for the future. So uh, I'll go over to Liam, see if he's got any thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I read earlier, I think seven out of the last 10 years, the unders hit on this market. And I think it makes sense because we always think that there's going to be loads of trades at the end of the draft and it doesn't normally happen. But this year could be the year that it does happen, but I just don't think there's going to be many that go in the top 15. I like normally see two go off in the first 15, and yeah. uh, I just can't see it. Um, in terms of the betting market, I agree with you. I think Willis is the most likely to go off, and I think it's it's a good bet, but the value's not there. So I've got Ridder at 40-1 to 1 already, and, and he's 10-1 to 1 now. I think that's good value. Apparently, the Falcons have interviewed him twice, and they really like him. They've got pick 10, oh no, pick 8 and pick 42. Obviously, they could want to see him at 42, but... Uh, you never know that Atlanta, they could take a risk and, and go there at eight. So I think the values with Ridder, um, the values definitely with under. I've got under three and a half at four to nine. Um, and yeah, I just don't think Willis at the odds is right. And I don't think uh, Pickett will go to the Panthers now either. It just seems like they're going to take a tackle at, at six. So yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, as I say, I've not done a huge amount of work on this. So I'm happy to have people who know probably more than me. Uh, Callum, uh, what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, so I was I was fortunate enough to see Desmond Ritter in person at the uh, at the college football playoff semi final here in Dallas in December. Um, obviously, didn't go great for him on the day against Alabama, but you know he himself had a decent uh, performance nonetheless. I, I'd love to see him get a chance. You know, someone take a chance on him. I think he has got enough to make it in this league, um, and I, I, I do think Malik Willis is probably the darling of a lot of people. I feel like now evaluating quarterbacks, when you look around the league, what people are really trying to find is that freak athlete that has an insanely high ceiling. You know, I, I, I've gone back and forth. And I'm sure we'll get to it later on with wind tolls. But when you look through the AFC, you know, realistically, there's only three or four teams, I think, who you could say have no chance of making the playoffs. And the key thing that's going to differentiate those, those teams that will make the playoffs is that they all have quarterbacks who they are set on, who are elite quarterbacks. And I feel like, as, as, as you both pointed out, Liam and Adam, the fifth-year option really comes into play here, that you can take a shot on one of these quarterbacks and know that, you know, maybe he can sit for a couple of years and then by the time he's ready and it suits your team, you've still got another three years of contract and potentially that ceiling, you know, becomes, becomes who he is. I mean, you know, I think we'd all be lying if we said that we knew when the Chiefs drafted Mahomes, that Mahomes was going to be what he is. You know, okay. they, they, he wasn't the name in that draft. You know, there's been other people, there were other people. I mean, Deshaun Watson was arguably the one that most people thought was going to be the best of the best. And that's no disrespect to what Deshaun has done on the field. 
Um, but talent-wise, you know, we didn't know what Mahomes was going to be. So if you like a guy like Malik Willis, I think there is an argument to take a shot on him and see if he develops into what you dream he might be. I mean, you know, I personally kind of think this year could be chaos based on the fact that nobody really has any clue what's going to happen. And I think that the quarterback talent may not be there, but I think you might just see a team who spots an opportunity and says, hmm, if we can give away just a little bit, we can slide up in there, get a guy, see if he works for us. And obviously then that kind of crescendo effect can lead to really good players dropping further down, more trades, so on and so forth. So I can actually see it being a chaotic draft because there isn't so many sure things in the quarterback market as, as we seem to see. Um, I tend to agree that I don't know that Matt Corral is going to get a shot in, uh, in in round one. I think it will be Pickett, uh, Willis and Ridder who are the three <laughs> in round one. I'm really liking the idea of Pittsburgh taking a quarterback. Um, yeah. I think they're either 19 or 20. Um, 20, and, yeah. yeah. And I've seen some suggestions that the Saints might go for one, either at 16 or 19. But, I, I mean, I'd kind of lean to giving Jameis another year. I don't, I don't know that you need to draft a replacement this year. Um, but so, yeah, the, the danger spots for quarterbacks for me, I, I mean, Carolina still might do it. Seattle could do it. Um, though I really think Seattle should be trading for Baker right now and, you know, not even thinking about putting Drew Locke anywhere near a field. Um, so, you know, with those teams, that there, there is opportunities for quarterbacks to go. The Lions being the Lions, you never know. They might just go crazy and take Willis at two. If, especially if Hutchinson did go one, they'd just be like, screw it, we'll take Willis at two. You know, this yeah. is Detroit we're talking about. Um, but I, I, I tend to lean that I think the two and a half line is, is is the right line, like Liam said. You know, I think I think three quarterbacks in round one, barring something, you know, absolutely insane. But I think by the end of day two, you'll see that number get up towards, you know, five or six eventually. I know Bailey Zappi is another one who people yeah. really like later on. And I think, you know, why not? I mean, it's an unbelievably good name. So you need more of that in the league. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think maybe Ritter to the Ritter to the Steelers is maybe my my outside shot. Um, why are you shaking your head? <laughs> I don't want a Cincinnati player going oh, to yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. So I'm, I'm forgetting the I'm forgetting the Cincinnati loyalty you have, understandably. Yeah, no. um, yeah I mean, it, it, there's, there's a lot that could happen. Um, and I think the quarterbacks will kind of shape the narrative of the draft. But I think, you know, if you're a team who doesn't need a quarterback, you know, like a Chiefs or something like that, I think really you've got to be, you know, rubbing your hands, hoping, please let someone do something stupid because there is, you know, we've already said it's a deep O-line draft. It's a really deep wide receiver draft. And if you're yeah. one of those teams looking for a wide receiver, I mean, you know, who knows if one of these top 15 guys falls into the 20 to 30 range, maybe the Chiefs say, screw it, we're going to move up and go grab Chris Olave if he's there at 22 or something like that. And then, you know, who knows what happens from there. Yeah, and uh, let's be fair, Green Bay have got two picks in the first round, so they might take another yeah. quarterback as well. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen that coming. Who knows? Uh, Jack, anything to add to that? Uh, no, well, I really agree with what Liam said. I think um, uh, Ritter at 14-1, to 14-1 to 1 now, I think I William hit. I wish I had him at 40-1, to 1, but he might be worth a little sprinkle. Um, I think it's the worst, uh, the worst QB draft class since maybe 2013, I think. EJ Manuel was like the 16th pick by the Bills. And I think Geno Smith, I think, was a second round pick. And um, I remember this time last year when all these quarterbacks were getting picked in the top 10 or when they were being mocked in the top 10 uh, last year, like even Mac Jones and Trey Lance and, and them. I remember them saying next year's uh, quarterback draft class is terrible. And now it's came obviously to this year and 
people are starting to hype up the quarterbacks this year just because quarterbacks obviously the main position in NFL. But I don't know if the uh, if the actual franchises believe what they're what they're being told. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's only two two quarterbacks. Um, I suppose like Will or Willis is. Uh, I seen a there's a video of him. I think maybe a month and a half ago. Like uh, I think he gave some money to some homeless man on the street and everyone was like that's my quarterback i think teams are just trying to convince themselves that this is this is the right guy um i know apparently he's good character like when you see someone like baker mayfield the way he acts like you need someone good to be in charge here <laughs> need someone uh good to be the face here of a franchise and i know you might get that from uh from willis like but yeah i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if there's only one or two quarterbacks going in the first round and Ritter, i think 14 to 1 is, is the play but very very small stakes so yeah, under under three and a half, four to nine seems like a sensible bet on the quarterbacks there. Be uh, nice yeah, to Baker. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Be nice to Baker. Doesn't. Uh, I just add, so, yeah. I just add quickly as well. Uh, if you do like Willis, you can bet on which team he goes to, which I think is the only market that you can really attack with with Willis. I know the Steelers love him. They're nine to four at the moment, and like I said, the Falcons are six to one at pick eight. I think it's pretty good odds. So if you like Malik Willis, then yeah. I think. Find a team that you think fits rather than, than bet him to go first because I just think the odds are there for him to go first down the QBs. Nice. And the Falcons, with their lack of offensive line, need a mobile quarterback. And apparently, the guys <laughs> yeah. make mobile since Lamar Jackson. So, it, yeah, he can run away from, from the sacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's what they need, frankly. So, yeah, um, probably going to an NFC team, but possibly Pittsburgh, um, as, the, as the guys said, that they are in need of the quarterback of the future. Chubisky's obviously. Probably going to be a bridge quarterback. Fair enough on the deal they got him on. They got him fairly cheap, but uh, yeah, he's probably just going to be a, a one-year thing before they move on. Um, on to wide receivers then. As um, Callum mentioned, it's a very deep wide receiver class. Uh, it looks like one of two at the top of the top of the betting. You've got uh, Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson, both at the top of the betting. Uh, I think they're both plus money still. Uh, 11 to 10, I think, for Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jameson Williams would have been Probably the de facto number one wide receiver, if had it not been for his ACL injury. Um, but he did it quite a while ago now. He's had the surgery. He should be good to go for the start of the season, frankly. So um, there's a good chance that he goes first. Um, the books look like they're expecting five wide, six wide receivers Sorry, going in the first round. Um, and I have a little mention for one of the Chiefs picks later on. Uh, but talking to Chiefs, I'll go to Liam first on this one, um, see what he's got for this. Yeah, so Jameson Williams, 10 days ago, I think, was 10 to 1 to be the first wide receiver drafted. So I've got wow. him at 10 to 1. Uh, and basically, the only reason he's dropped is because there's been two videos of him running or jogging, I should say, after an ACL surgery eight weeks ago. <laughs> and to, he looks good for ACL surgery. I, I do agree with that. But um, the the kind of how short the odds have got, I think, for, for what it is, is a bit ridiculous. But he's the best receiver in the class. If he was fully healthy, this odds would be like, he'd be 2 to 1 on probably if he was fully healthy. So... He's the best. I think you can get him at five to two at the moment. Best odds, which I think is a good bet still. Um, but yeah, in terms of the total to go, I've got over six and a half. I think you can get that with Virgin Bet and Matchbook. That's even odds. And I think you could see seven go because the Chiefs and Packers are desperate for wide receiver help. And there's loads of teams in that middle section that can get it. So for me, uh, Jameson's the best. He'll he'll maybe go there. But uh, I think Drake London's dropped to third in the odds. And I don't think that's out of the question because the Jets really like him at number 10 if, if he gets that far. So yeah. I think there's a couple of options you can go, but um, Jameson Williams is my favourite. Nice, yeah. We um, we had a bit of a chat in the um, in the group about Olave going possibly top ten. Uh, you can get decent odds on him still. Um, again, as you said, there's quite a few teams up there looking for wide receiver. Uh, Jack, what have you got on this one? 
Um, I have Jameson Williams back as well. I got him at seven to one about a week ago uh, for the first wide receiver. Um, he's five to two now. Uh, William Hill, I think, is the best price. Um, an ACL injury isn't the same as it was ten years ago. Like the yeah. way things are going now, it's it used to be nearly career ending, and now it's it's something that you kind of get over within about seven to eight months. Um, I actually I have him at seven to one. I don't necessarily think he's going to be the first wide receiver picked. Uh, I do think top ten five to four is. Decent value, although he probably could have got it maybe ten to three about a week ago. Um so yeah, it's nice to have a seven to one bet that's now five to two, but I wouldn't really be that confident coming in. Um yeah, it could be as I said, there's there's three uh, the sweetheart three wide receivers that could realistically come first and I think it's just a toss up between the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, can't argue with that. Uh, Callum, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's a toss-up. Um, I lean Jameson Williams just because I do think he is the best in the in 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 the group. And like you said, I think without the injury, he would be a clear number one pick in terms of the odds here. I think you know we've seen people come back from ACLs in the league now. It's not a career ender the way it could have been, you know, twenty years ago. So I I do really think that teams. Especially at this younger age, I think they'll they'll believe in his ability to you know heal and be be healthy enough to contribute this year. Um, I like I like him to the Jets at ten. Um, I know the the very fair shout about Drake London is there. I mean you know the Jets. I'm sure they like him. I'm sure a lot of teams like him. But if you're the Jets and you were in on Tyree Kill, that feels to me like you're trying to add elite speed, and that's something that Williams does have. So I can kind of see that. I you know if you wanted to, as as we've said earlier, you know pick on a as, as Liam was saying on the quarterbacks, you know, mock draft someone to a team rather than first, you know, wide receiver off the board. I could see the Jets taking a look at Williams at, uh, at 10, I believe it is. Um, but I, yeah, I think there's just so much talent in the wide receivers this year that you will see some movement on the draft board to try and make sure that people are involved in that run. Um, teams in the kind of, I guess, 7 to 20 range, there could be a, a desire for some of them to move back and let people jump up for receivers if if they feel like it's going to work out in their favor. So it'll be interesting. I think I think Alave and and, and Wilson is a is an interesting kind of tandem to see which of those two goes first purely out of you know competition between the two of them. Uh, but I I would lean Williams uh, overall, and then I will say and I will put my neck on the line here that I do think the Green Bay Packers will draft a wide receiver. I'm going. I know Adam made his joke earlier, but I do think. They will draft a wide receiver uh, on draft night, and as they should with the uh, departure of uh, of not just um, Devontae Adams, but Valdez Scantling as well. Yeah, that's that's not something I'm ever going to put my money on. <laughs> we, know, we all know they should. Uh, they are four to seven to take one with their first pick. Um, that is definitely not a better for me with them having two picks in that first round. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go defensive side of the ball. For no real reason. Uh, just checked New York Jets. They have four to one uh, to take wide receiver first. Uh, I think that seems fairly generous given the thoughts of the guys here. Um, yeah, I think and, Williams yeah. Williams is four to one as well to go to the Jets. So you may as well just take wide receiver rather than yeah, Williams yeah. because you can't get higher than four to one. What I saw this morning. So I think just take right. any wide receiver to the Jets is, is good value. Yeah, that might be one I'll get on in a minute. I've still got my free fiver for this week on Skybet, so I'll get that on. Um, I've wait, also wait, got wait, the Jets, for the Jets pick at four. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, Sorry right. to jump in. Sorry that's to jump enough. in. No, no. I, that's I, I like the Jets taking a wide receiver at 10. I yeah. don't know if they're dumb enough to do it at four. I, but I, they are the I Jets. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering how they were down at 10 for the first pick, but um, yeah, as I say. 
I, I've seen a lot of people game. mocking uh, another Cincinnati hero, Source Gardner, to the Jets yeah. at four, and yeah. I would lean that way as well. Yeah. I think I think you can probably take that elite corner, who is probably the clear top corner on the board. Um, you can take him, well, him or Stingley, I guess. You can take yeah. him, you know, him at four, and then get your wide receiver at ten, which is why yeah. I'd, you know, be looking at Williams, but. No, yeah, sorry. Just to, before we before we no. told people to back wide receiver first, I thought I'd jump in. <laughs> no, on. Eleven to four for cornerback first as well, um, which That's good again seems fairly generous. Um, I, I agree. We'll go on to cornerback in a minute. Um, yeah, I, I've got a free fiver on um, the Chiefs selecting uh, combine superstar Sky Moore uh, five to one for, from William Hill. Um, he's going to be back end of the first uh, start of the second round, and and he's uh, he's. A Tyreek Hill replacement, I think, um, from bits of red. He's a very um, impressive young lad. So, um, yeah, with the Chiefs having two picks there, chance that they trade out of one, chance they take a wide receiver. Um, but, Liam, any opinions on that? Yeah, they like Sky Moore. They've interviewed him. Um, they like George Pickens as well. So that's another one for anyone who, who can find odds on that. I haven't been able to find it, but... Pickens to the Chiefs would be a good one. They're probably the two favourites if they don't trade up for Olave, I think. Nice. So I'll give uh, William Hill a shout on your odds on that one because that's why I found the Sky Moore one. So I'm sure they'll uh, bite up. I'd imagine they're going to be them and Sky Bet will be busy this week with request to bets <laughs> and your odds stuff. So um, I think that those areas will blow up soon. Um, running back's a little less interesting. Uh, Brees Hall of Alabama is a short price. He's under one to two. Um, and it's a good chance he won't be taken first round under under a half quarter. A half running back is four to seven. Um, so it seems like the books are making their minds up that it won't be one taken in the first round. Um, it, it's worth being very careful with the first like first taken markets. Some of them, I, I got one voided or lost last uh, the other year that there wasn't one of those taken in the first round, uh, which obviously I complained about. Um, so just be a little bit wary on that. They are a little bit fussy with things like that sometimes. Um, is it going to be anyone other than Brees Hall, uh, Callum? No, I don't think so. I think it's it's fairly clear cut that that's going to be the one here. I I think it's interesting to kind of really it's just you know how high is someone is someone going to go for the first running back? I mean, I think the Bills I've seen as yeah. as, as somewhere that it really could be, and you know if you look at their offense. Really, the only hole yeah. is that their running back is their quarterback. I guess you know. I, I no disrespect to Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, but I, I don't think they're elite guys in this league right now. Um, and Brees Hall really could be. So it, it it'll be interesting to see if Buffalo pull the trigger on that. You know, I I'm sad that the days of Saquon Barkley second overall are, are dead because I like running backs, I like fun players, and I want them to be explosive and near the top of the draft, but. I am very much losing that battle to a wider society. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's uh, it's unlikely. You know, I, I'm not sure um, what the line is on first running back position, you know, in terms of what pick they're going to be. Um, but, you know, you probably take the under it, whatever it is. Cause, sorry, the over, I guess. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, because, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think anybody's going to be trading up for, uh, for any running backs this year. Well, uh, ironically, Saquon Barkley being taken in the top five is probably the reason why teams are a little yeah. less likely to do that nowadays. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for, for the Giants. Um, Jack, anything to add to this one? 
I won't be touching any of the running back markets. Um, I see any Brees Hall is 38.5, I think, over and under. Um, I'd be leaning towards doing the over if I was to do Anthem, but I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen him mocked in one first round uh mock draft that I've seen. Um so I probably won't be touching it. I think under is it's odds on it's like one to three or something under a zero point five. Yeah. So there's no real value either. So um yeah, I probably just won't touch touch the running or the running back mark at all. Uh Liam, anything to add to this? No, I'm the same. I don't think I'll touch it. I think if you want to bet it, you can go Bills to draft a running back, but I just think there's no value in it. Um, There's loads of requester bets that have got under 0.5 running backs just added in, just to add value. Um, I think they'll probably be quite common, but I don't see any value in the market. I think Hall will probably go over that if I had to pick it, but I don't think it's worth a bet with the Bills sat there. No, uh, 11-2 for the Bills to take one with the first pick. Um, Again, probably unlikely for it being the first pick, but... uh, not too bad odds if you think that there's a chance they do. Uh, so the only, only other market I've listed on here, uh, just because it's a little bit more interesting, uh, first cornerback, it probably is going to be um, Source Gardner from Cincinnati, uh, but he's down at one to five. So I say more interesting, probably not. Uh, him and Derek Stingley are the two standouts for the cornerback class. Um, obviously, LSU always was always, I believe always used to be DBU, maybe a wide receiver you with... Uh, the way that Jefferson and Chase have been uh, in the in the big book in the big times, but um, any chance that the books got this wrong, wrong Liam? Uh, so on my board they've got it wrong, but I don't think that'll happen. I think Stingley's my number one corner, but I just think the health scares people off. He's been injured two seasons in a row now. Uh, he missed a whole season. He's got a Liz Frank injury he's coming back from, which is pretty bad yeah. injury for anyone out there who who's seen people like Derek Henry try and run in the playoffs and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's a tough injury. So he's my number one corner, but I think the value's right. Um, if you want to bet source, I think you can bet on him to go third or fourth. Uh, they're the only markets I touch. I don't think I touch the, the first cornerback overall now. Why Stingley over source? Uh, I just think he can play better in zone. So I think he's so good in press um, sources, but I think Stingley can play zone a lot better. Uh, and I just like that freshman tape in year one. He was incredible. He's probably the best corner I've watched in terms of film in year one, but you just got to hope that year two and three were kind of miscellaneous a little bit. But yeah, they're very close, but I just think both to go in the top 10 could, could easily happen. You're not going to get back on this podcast insulting Cincinnati <laughs> players like this. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, top top 10 is still good. Top 10 is still good. <laughs> yeah. Is there any chance that Source gets knocked for his lack of um, competent competition? Uh, I don't think so. If you listen to the interviews as well, uh, in terms of the, the combine, everyone said he was one of the best to interview. And you know what GMs are like. They love guys that just love football. And yeah. he's one of those guys. So I, I'd be shocked if he got past the Giants at seven, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, Jack, any opinion on uh, the defensive players? Um, no, the only defensive bet I'd probably put on is um, the Minnesota Vikings to draft a cornerback. I think I'd say maybe 90% of the mock drafts I've seen They've got Stingley going there, and one or two have, I think, Trent McDuffie. I think he's from Washington. I think a few of them have yeah. uh, him going there as well. I know it's a big need for them. I think Patrick Peterson's 31, he's 32, I think, in November or something like that. So it's a massive need for the for the Vikings. I think you can get 11 to 10 of Skybet. It's 8 to 11 with other rookies for them to uh, draft cornerbacks. So that's the only cornerback bet I'll be putting on. Uh, nice. I did list linebacker on the rundown. Um, I don't know if anyone's really fussed about that or whether we can just skim that over. Uh, we've gone a bit longer than I was expecting. Um, no, all good. No. Um, so yeah, player position bets. As I say, there's um, you can 
do first uh, first pick that a team's going to make for a certain position. Um, the one I looked at was the team I follow, the Cincinnati Bengals. You can get 10 to 3 on them taking a cornerback uh, as their first pick. Uh, even money on offensive line, which is a possibility still. Um, but at the end of the first round, they invested quite heavily in, in on the offensive line this year uh, in free agency. So uh, I read a few bits this week of people who I trust, um, beat writers and fans of the team that I believe that generally get it correct, uh, suggesting the cornerback foot would be first pick for them. So that's one I was looking at. Um, as was mentioned, Source Gardner, he was even money for top five at William Hill. Um, four and four to five for under five under position five and a half on Paddy Power. Um, obviously, keep an eye across the books. You're going to find slightly different odds. You, when news comes out, check them quickly. There will be one that's slower than the other one. Skybet, you normally get five ten minutes. Um, but yeah, um, I will go with Callum this time. Anything uh, on the player position bets or anything that we've talked about? I know we've mentioned a few already. No, I mean, I think it's. The, the cats 22 and all of this is just a potential for trades isn't it you know i mean it, it, you know things yeah. things completely change based on one team going rogue and reaching for someone that none of us have, have thought about whatsoever um I, I i like you know i like the idea of a team focusing in on one player and, and you know going for those and i like the stingley to to minnesota shout that was just mentioned by jack i think that's that's a really good fit for them and that's the sort of player you know they like to get obviously you know, they've had success with Jefferson out of LSU, so I can see them, you know, going for more of those Tigers from Louisiana for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's I, I'd, be, I'd be honest with you, the draft is, is one of those nights that is is not one of my favourites because it is so harem scarum Hector, Hector Skelter, you know, Hector Skelter, excuse me. It just, it's, it's, it's chaos in the best way, and I like to uh, enjoy it unless there's a significant value. So that's why I, I, I got on my Evan Neal one early and... Uh, I think that that's probably my main hope for for the night of the draft, really. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Liam, anything on this? Yeah, similar to you in terms of uh, following beat writers and stuff. Obviously, being a Chiefs fan, uh, wide receivers five to four favorite at the moment, and they've got two picks back to back. So if we don't trade up, uh, it wouldn't shock me if they pick the other position first. So I yeah. think safety at eight to one, you've got great value there, and defensive lineman at three to one. Either or. Uh, We'll talk about safety in a bit that I like. Uh, the Chiefs love him and that could be an option. I just think if they go someone like Pickens, who's got a bit of a off-field thing and some injuries, they might want to pick him second just so they can make the other player like the face of the draft class. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I bet the Minnesota corner one, I think that's good value. And then the last one I'll suggest is the 49ers to draft a wide receiver. I think that's 11-4. to 4. If they trade Debo, they're probably going to pick one in the first round with the Debo pick. So I think 11-4 to 4 odds is good for a wide receiver if you can get it. Nice. Uh, Jack, anything for me on it? Um, as I said, the Vikings first pick to be a cornerback um, at level 10. And I think the Titans and the Steelers uh, to draft a quarterback first. I know the Steelers aren't great odds. I think it's like 7-4 or something. But I think the, uh, the Titans are about 6-1 to one and they'll be picking at like the end of the of the end of the first round. So that's why I think that the quarterbacks could get picked. Um, I think it's decent value. I don't think Tannehill mm -hmm. is really... And that's special. Um, so, yeah, value-wise, I think that's maybe worth a small punt as well at sixes. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Liam, what's this safety bet you've got then? Yeah, so um, I saw this on Virgin Bets, who's kind of a, a newer bookie for anyone over in the UK. Uh, Lewis seen second safety taken is my best bet for the draft. It's 11-4, to four, um, and there's two reasons. So the Chiefs love Lewis Seen, and so do the Bucks, and they both pick at the end of the first. 
Uh, and the only other safety I can see going before him is Dax Hill. But I found out this week from speaking to a, a friend who works in the industry that uh, if the team put the draft card in and they call a player a corner, the bookies have to pay out that he's a corner. And Dax Hill can play corner or safety. So there's almost two chances you're getting it there. Because if the Bills yeah. pick Dax Hill, they'll put corner because they want their fans to think he's a corner. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Lewis seen for me at 11 to 4. Second safety is a good bet. Nice. Um, yeah, again, something I'm, uh, that's uh, new to me there. But uh, it's always good to know these things. Uh, anyone got anything else on the draft at all? Nope. No? I think we've uh, pretty much covered it all then. So... Um, yeah, as I've said already, keep an eye on um, me at Touchdown Tips. I'll try and be a little bit more active this week on Twitter. Uh, keep an eye on the Full 10 Yards account. And keep an eye on beat writers of any team that you follow or anyone that you want to keep an eye on. Um, I I have a list of beat writers on Twitter. And I think you can view other people's lists. So if you want to go on that, you can then view and follow all the beat writers. And it's just a, a brilliant source of information. They... They know a lot more than most of us do about their team. So it's always worth a look. Um, so I think that's the draft stuff down. Um, I have, we have decided to have a quick look at win totals. They've been out for about a month as well. Again, probably as a result of uh, the American books being uh, more, more forthcoming with everything and just more of them being around. Um, so I've, I've listed them all. As always, you're probably best off looking at the unders because uh, they tend to over overround the, the the numbers. So when you're looking at the total wins for teams this year on Skybet, they round up, uh, they come up to 274. Obviously, there's only 272 games, and then you're probably thinking there's going to be a couple of ties in there as well, which don't count obviously for wins. So you're probably best looking for the unders. Um, on first glance, for me, I like under 10 and a half for Denver. Um, it's a very tough division. Even with Russell Wilson coming in there, I still think they're probably the third, third or fourth best team in that division. Uh, getting to 11 wins is not going to be easy for them. And there's a team in New York that is not the Jets for once. Uh, the Giants are a stinking mess. There's talk of them trading their first round pick last year. He came in, uh, Kadarius Tony came in with red flags. He was in and out of lineup with injury. He looked really good when he played, to be honest. Uh, but that was not enough. And there's been talk of Saquon going. They just seem a horrible mess at the moment. And with new management there, they're a team in transition. So under seven wins, I thought, seemed very generous. Uh, you obviously get a push on seven. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Jack, what's, what was your first one that you looked at? Uh, you'd be delighted to hear I've gone for the Steelers over seven and a half. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think Mitch Trubisky's a massive upgrade on... Uh, I'm Ben Roethlisberger, and that's saying a lot. Um, I must say, yeah. Trubisky's or be ranting, but Big Ben last year, like, I don't think I've seen a worse quarterback to be in the playoffs. Um, I think got nine wins. Um, yeah, as I look at their the schedule as well, um, no one knows if Watson's going to be playing or how many games we'll be playing this year. Um, I know obviously the Bengals are a good team, but it's hard to repeat which is what they did last year. Uh, I was looking, they have the Falcons, Panthers, Jets, Saints, and Eagles. I'm not saying that's five wins, but you'd imagine they might get four out of five in that and you know, seven and a half, eight wins out of what, 17 games. It's very possible to do it. And of course, Tomlin's still never had a losing season. So um, you, I can't really argue with that one, unfortunately. It, the AFC being so tough, I think it's going to. It's going to be tough going for any overs on the AFC side of things. Um, but Steelers down at seven and a half, that probably is 
a decent pick. Uh, the Bengals had a very not a lucky season. They deserved when they got there, but everything fell apart for the teams around them, and it definitely helped them. And they obviously have a first place schedule coming up this year. Uh, the Steelers have a second place schedule, so it's not going to be easy for them. Um, as as you said, who knows what's going to happen with the Browns and the Ravens can't have as many injuries as last year. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. The FC North is going to be very interesting. Uh, Callum, I know you've been very keen for the win totals. Yeah, it's one of my favourite ones, honestly. Um, it's kind of my, my favourite market. I think that there are a lot of, to be frank, terrible lines pretty much every year that I just think I'm, I'm baffled by by how high some are, how low others are. Um, one that stands out to me right now, and this is perhaps based on my view that they will do something to fix this situation, but I'm surprised that the Seahawks line is so low. I know they don't have a quarterback, but 5.5 for a Pete Carroll coach team, I mean, I, I, I don't understand how that can be that low. I, I personally would like – I can't imagine a Pete, a Pete Carroll team having less than six wins. And when you look at their opponents, they've got obviously a very relatively tough division, relatively speaking, I agree with that. But then they've got the Falcons, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Jets all at home, which to me would be potentially four wins off the bat plus the Lions away, and then you're kind of hoping that they can find one division win, which I think they're definitely good enough to do if they get a quarterback in the draft or maybe Baker. Um, so I think the Seahawks are, are such a low line. There's, there's interest there. Um, I, I want to take the under on the Falcons at 4.5, but I know it's a horrible thing to do to take such a low under. Um, yeah. And similarly <coughs> with the Texans, I mean... Well, uh, Jacksonville under 6.5 as well. I mean, that to me, I, I appreciate you're going to add a couple of pieces. I appreciate that Trevor Lawrence is better than what we saw last year. But from three wins last year to seven this year, even with the Doug Peterson effect, and obviously, you know, the huge addition that is Christian Kirk, I don't know that that's, you know, enough to convince me that they'll win seven games in the uh, in the NFL next season. I mean, I, I to be honest, I could sit here and go through them all day because I, I think they're all that there's there's so much intrigue in in all of them. But I, I totally agree that I don't know that uh, Russell Wilson is enough to increase the Broncos' win total by four. Um, and lastly, if you want a middle of the pack one, Washington Commanders at seven point five. I'm going to lean under because I just refuse to trust Carson Wentz anymore. Um, I, I, I just I don't I don't see that franchise being uh, being anywhere good, and I think it's basically between the Eagles and the Cowboys as per usual for that division. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. I was um, I have no idea with the uh, Washington to be honest. They, they they were one that I firmly avoided and didn't really pay much attention to. The, my only issue with the win totals is that you need to put on a lot to make it worthwhile for. A nine-month investment, and that, that's where I struggle with. It. I normally wait for them to do the request to bets where you can have. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so that's that's them. kind of been my 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 go-to the last couple of years is to pre-season do a kind of fourfold, fivefold, sixfold one. Um, was was very close to winning significantly a couple of years ago, and the commanders, then the football team, uh, yeah. decided to be better than they should have been and, uh, and that annoyed me but no I think I think you're right when you can combine some of them and especially when you can find situations where the teams either don't play each other or something like that and it really works for them then that's uh, that's a good situation to be in yeah yeah I'll um, I'll be looking for those annoyingly they don't let you do your own accumulators because of um, 
the combinations obviously they're they're all interlinked so it's a bit of a pain but uh is what it is liam uh on to you then yeah i like the uh i know we said earlier afc teams and overs don't do it but i've gone with uh too many of them so uh bills and chiefs so bills are 11 and a half i just think they're going to walk that division for me uh i think they'll get 13 plus wins relatively easily unless say the caveat always goes if the quarterback gets injured yeah most of these bets are dead but um, yeah, so I like the over there. Uh, the Chiefs over 10.5, that's the lowest win total for Andy Reid uh, since his second year in the team. He's gone over or pushed every single year since he's been the head coach. Uh, and Mahomes and Reid together for 17 games, they're going to get 11 wins. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. And then in terms of middle of the market, I love the Ravens at 9.5. At 9 they've got a very easy schedule compared to the rest of the, the AFC. Uh, and the Saints in the NFC, they're 7.5. And, and uh, they're just too much talent on defense in a weak division for me. I think they'll beat the Panthers and, and Falcons twice, and they seem to beat Brady twice every year. So uh, <laughs> I like go. I like the over for the Saints as well, especially if Jameis does actually play the whole season. Yeah, I, I think that was what hurt them obviously most last year. He, he actually looked really good for them at the start of the season. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. And they had to play. Uh, I can't remember his name now. The guy they had to play in the end was terrible, and they lost like five. Yeah, and... well, yeah. Book. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He was, um, he was not good. Yeah, I, I, I had a look, uh, look back at um, the draft, uh, the season guide that uh, Fulton Yards will be doing again this year. Um, I had to do a bet for each team. Uh, I actually went 12 and a half out of 32, which on the surface doesn't sound great, but I would have made money because I had seven to one on Joe Burrow being comeback player of the year. Um, but I had under seven wins on the Giants last year. Uh, which came in easily. I had under nine wins on the Saints, which pushed, um, and uh, over six and a half wins for the Eagles, which uh, came in quite well. Um, so yeah, th there's definitely there's definitely win uh, money to be made here. And then you have the uh, playoff market as well, which I've not looked at yet, whether they are going to make or not make the playoffs. Again, you're probably looking at value on the AFC side because, as Callum said earlier, there's probably 13, 12, 13 teams who can make the playoffs on the AFC side. Um, so going for a team not to is probably the way to go there. Um, I do like the Ravens to win the AFC North, unfortunately. Um, as you said, uh, they do have a very decent schedule compared to most teams in that division, um, and they can't have the injuries there last year. Um, so uh, anyone got anything else? Because we've been on for quite a while now. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, we'll look to do one probably... Post draft uh, win total one and see. Uh, we'll check the movement. I've got everything listed on a spreadsheet, and I'll be able to track where each team's going and what the what the public think of them, what the books think of them, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on, as I say, keep an eye on feeds. Uh, keep an eye on full ten yards. They uh, we are doing the season guide again this year, which was brilliant last year. It was 300, 400 pages of just jam-packed information really well put together by josh and i've been speaking to him today we're going to be doing that again this year so keep an eye on that once again profits will be going to towards uk-based um football projects i know that we've just sponsored um a wheelchair football team over here and um given some cash towards them to get them going so it all helps and it's all uh, a really nice contribution that tim created and um, that we're going to keep going so uh, that's it from me, from Jack, from Liam and Callum. Um, and the great words of Kevin Cadle is bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Uh,